Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Drinks with Allie podcast, where we're talking everything from red, red wine to pina coladas. My name is Allie, and as always, I'll be your host today. Today is Friday, January 15th. Holy cow, guys. Can you believe we're already halfway through January? That's crazy. Uh, Can time just slow down a little bit, please? I so feel like it should just be the middle of August of 2020, not the middle of January 2021. But since it's Friday, it's, of course, a free-for-all Friday where we're going to talk about a random beverage topic. And today we're actually going to talk about two smaller topics versus one larger topic. Why? Well, because I wanted to tell you guys about a wine challenge I'm going to be putting together and doing. But then I also wanted to talk to you about a great new product that I've managed to get my hands on. And I couldn't decide which one I wanted to do more. So I said to myself, you know what? Let's just do both. So let's jump on in. The wine challenge I've decided to undertake is actually one that I tried to start last January. Then, well, life got in the way after being a weekend, and I moved out to Alberta for work and had to abandon the thought of this wine challenge. So I thought, why not circle back and see if I can complete more of this challenge this year and maybe see if you guys want to come along for the ride. It's also fantastic because the vast majority of these wines are available in most markets. I'm not going to say all, but I am going to say most. Um, There are a few that I'm not sure I'm going to be able to get my hands on. We're going to try really hard though, and we're going to kind of go from there. So the whole idea for this challenge started when I got two bucks for Christmas. Uh, I want to say last year, but it's actually 2019, so two years ago. Um, Now, I read a lot of books like a lot of wine books. Mostly they're technical or on a specific region or varietal or a person who's really famous in the wine industry um, and not a lot of recommendation books of drink this or don't drink that, drink this with this or don't drink that with that. But these two, though, were all about wines that you had to try. So the titles... First one, 101 champagnes and other sparkling wines to try before you die. Intriguing, because I love sparkling wine and champagne. So anybody who's going to recommend the top 101 that I really need to try, I'm going to give that a bit of a gander. And the second book was 1,000 Great Everyday Wines from the World's Best Wineries. So again, great just kind of intro wines and basics of where to get started and put them together, you have 1,101 wines to try. So I figured why not make that into a challenge and go for it. There's little to no overlap, so it will pre, it will be, sorry guys, it will be pretty close to the 1,101 wines when we're all said and done. Now the challenge, well, it's twofold. The first challenge, obtain all of the wines in the books which could be a little bit tough. Like I said, there are some, most of the wines are available in most of the markets um, out there. Some of them are definitely going to be harder for me to get a hold of. Some of them might be a lot easier. For example, there are a number of English sparkling wines on the list. Yes, that's right. They grow grapes in England. They're fantastic from the few that I've had. And it's awesome that they have these on this list. 
but they can be super hard to get. For example, wine number 99 in the book, the Windsor Great Park Brute from 2014. Yep, from Windsor Castle. Bet you didn't know the Queen of England has vineyards. But she does, and they grow some great wines. So that might, that's going to be our first bit of the challenge, is actually obtaining and getting our hands on some of these wines. The second part of the challenge, well, this is the fun part. We're going to taste them all. We're going to drink them, make a tasting note, and go from there. So now for the rules. At least one, but preferably two wines from the list of 1,101 must be drunk each week. So we're going to start off small with one per week, but hopefully we can do at least two. They don't have to be a full bottle. A glass of one of the wines from a wine by the glass list still counts, but it does have to be on the list of from the books. And I'm going to say it doesn't necessarily have to be vintage specific unless it's like this vintage because of this. So some of the vintages in the books are very specific because of certain growing climates or certain taste profile or they're just a fantastic year for that winery. If it's not super specific for that, I'm going to say whatever vintage I can get my hands on is going to be just fine for us. And then our other rule is it must be documented. So preferably with a photo of the bottle, um, which again, if we're going by the glass at a restaurant might be a little bit harder, but I have managed to sneak my way into getting pictures from by the glass pours multiple times. So you just have to ask and that's it. That's, That's all there is to it. That's a pretty simple challenge, but it is a pretty big challenge at the same time. The styles in the books range from sweet to dry, red to white, still to obviously sparkling, so there's a huge variety of wines to discover. I'd love to say I'll post a list of all of the wines online, like on my website, but uh, that's a lot of space to take up. The 1,000 Everyday Great Wines book is quite a thick book, Um, but... Maybe what we'll do instead so that you guys can follow along with the challenge is that I'll pick a bunch for each month and post, say, these are the January wines that I'm going to try and these are the February wines that I'm going to try. And then you guys can pick and choose from that list as well. Might make it a little bit easier for us and might make it a little bit easier for us all to get a hold of some of these bottles. Now for our second topic. I recently got my hands on a sober spirit called Setters, spelled C-E-D-E-R-S. So they're a non-alcoholic or sober spirit or an alt gin um, is what they prefer to call themselves, company from Sweden. Um, And they make a non-alcoholic or sober gin. And you're probably thinking, okay, that's really weird. Not sure if I'm really down to trying that. But let me tell you guys, it is fantastic. I've now both had both the classic and the crisp versions. And man, I can't say enough. They're so good. I've, I'm really, really digging these products right now. So Setters actually has four different ones that you can try. Um, they have the classic, the crisp, the wild, and the pink. 
I really, really want to try the pink. The pink's the only one I haven't seen um, listed where I get mine from. So I get mine from a Canadian company by the name of Sober Dry, S-O-B-E-R-D-R-Y. Um, they're from Alberta. But Setters has stockists in the U.S., in Australia, across the U.K. and in Europe. Um, and they do drip, ship direct from for anybody in the U.K. As far as how it's made... They take the botanicals and they distill them with pure Swedish water. With um, and it's basically the same method that would be used for gin production, but instead of distilling the botanicals with what is essentially vodka, thinking back to our episode on Monday where we talked all about gin production and how it's made and what goes into it, um, they use spring water instead. So the result is a sober spirit that actually tastes like gin because it's produced in the same manner as gin. Instead of a mash of sweetness and herbs and water and kind of this weird flavor taste in a glass, um, which is kind of something that most of the original sober spirits had, and that's why a lot of people tended to shy away from them. But... Companies like Setters are really taking sober spirits to the forefront. I do have a bunch of other ones that we'll be talking about later on that are also fantastic. And it's a really cool way to create cocktails if you're not wanting to have the alcohol content. Or maybe you just don't want to have a drink that day. Or you have somebody who can't drink or doesn't want to drink for dietary reasons, lifestyle choices, whatever it is. It's a great way to include them and still have them be able to drink a cocktail without them feeling left out. For tasting notes, the classic is very juniper and coriander forward with some dill and flowery notes. They say geranium is one of the main flavors that you're going to get, but I got more of like a lavender and kind of white flower note to it as opposed to a geranium. Um, so very much reminding me of something along the lines of Beefeater or Bombay Sapphire. So very classic um, London dry style gins. The crisp, on the other hand, is all juniper and cucumber with a little bit of lemon. Very much reminding me of the style of Hendrix. Um, so Hendrix is a great gin from Scotland, and they their two main components are cucumber and roses. So they're very stylistically the same and a great comparison. Both were fantastic as Collins's. So remembering from Monday's episode, that Tom Collins episode, um, where we had gin, lemon juice, simple syrup, and soda water, um, they both make a great, great sober Collins. Uh, the classic is great as a bee's knees, which is another prohibition cocktail, which is gin, lemon juice, and honey syrup. And then uh, the crisp would be fantastic in what Hendrix calls the cucumber colon. So you take cucumber balls and you put it in the glass with your ice cubes. Um, and then the French 75, which is essentially gin with sparkling wine on it, would also be great with the crisp um, if you had a non-alcoholic uh, sparkling on top of it. So... With that, guys, we'll wrap up today's episode. 
If you want to leave me a question, comment, or a show topic idea, I'd love to hear from you. You can send that to me by email at drinkswithally at gmail.com. So D-R-I-N-K-S-W-I-T-H-A-L-I at gmail.com. You can head over to the website and fill in the comment form or leave a comment on today's post. There's always, for each podcast, there is a blog post there. So you can see a little picture of whatever we've been talking about, as well as leave a comment or a question. And the website is drinkswithally.com. So D-R-I-N-K-S-W-I-T-H-A-L-I.com. Or you can catch me on all of the social medias. So Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, MeWe. You can find me on Pinterest, TikTok, and of course, Spotify for the playlist. And you can send me a direct message or a private message on any of those platforms. I will see them, I promise. And I will answer any questions that you have there and or make them into a show topic. Um, like I said, each post, each podcast has its own blog post on the website. And if you check out today's post, you'll see a picture of the Setter's bottle. It is a very beautiful bottle. So um, you... It just looks great on a bar, but you'll also be able to find it just based on that photo as well. So with that, guys, have a great weekend. Fill your glass with something tasty. Cheers, everyone.